Hey, welcome to the Yotes Alive podcast. We are so glad you guys are here tonight. We've got uh, some special guests uh, as part of the podcast. Aaron Glendenning, who is uh, leads FCA uh, and is part of the uh, representatives for FCA uh, in the uh, Kansas area. And uh, uh, we got Tony Stinnett, who is assistant basketball coach for uh, the KW men's basketball team. And then Ryan Showman, who is the head coach for the KWU women's basketball team. And so I'm going to let them talk tonight and share a little bit about faith and, and sports and wherever it goes. I don't, I have a plan, but I'm going to throw it to Aaron and let him take it off, take off with it. All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. Um, this is, I, I've been so excited about this. Um, I've been able to talk to these guys via zoom and, and this is kind of the new norm right now. And so, um, Again, this is something I've been excited about, just to kind of to dive a little deeper with with these two guys. Um, as as Scott said, we've got Ryan Showman, who is the head women's basketball coach at Kansas Wesleyan, and we have Tony Sinnott, who is the assistant uh, men's basketball coach. And so, first, uh, Ryan, I'll, I'll I'll toss it to you first. If you kind of give a little bit of a, a background as to what brought you to to this point in your life as a um, played in college and then um, Pretty much never left Kansas Westland, I guess is how it goes. But So just kind of share your story there a little bit, if you would. Well, yeah, uh, 17 years, 17 of the last 20 years have been spent at Kansas Westland, whether it's a student athlete, whether it's a, a coach. And, um, you know, I, I love this place, and I think I bleed purple, um, you know, as much as, uh, you know, the next person uh, um, uh, here at Westland. But, you know, Playing basketball for uh, for Coach Jones was was tough. I mean, he was the guy that recruited me, brought me to Kansas Wesleyan, gave me an opportunity. But man, he was difficult to play for. And uh, Tony, I know you know Coach Jones, and you could probably see some of that. Uh, but what he was able to teach me and the opportunities he allowed me went way beyond the four years I played. I didn't exactly see it when I was playing. Which, you know, as as coaches, we we hope our kids can sometimes that light bulb moment can come on it doesn't always do it until, until well after you're gone. And, and it came on for me and I owe a lot to him for, uh, for the opportunities he gave me. And um, after graduating, uh, I got a, got an assistant boys high school job and I did that for three years at Sacred Heart in Salina. And then I got a call to come be an assistant. And I was an assistant at uh, Wesleyan on the women's side for five years and uh, was fortunate enough to get the, uh, the head job. And I just finished up my eighth year. So 13 years at Kansas Wesleyan, three years, at the high school level and so 16 years coaching and um, learned a lot along the way and, and met a lot of great people along the way, but uh, really, really excited as to, you know, where we're at now and, and where we're going as a university. Awesome. And so Tony, same kind of question is, is what is it that brought you to, to Kansas Wesleyan? you know, your journey of playing also getting into coaching as well. Mine's a, a little bit different than coach Hillman. Uh I didn't go straight from, Playing into coaching, uh, I actually stopped. Was out of the, out of basketball for, for a little bit. Uh, was in sports information, just writing articles, doing stats. Still around sports, um, but kind of going into the communication world, sports broadcasting type thing. Um, and then started volunteering at at the school that I was at, and realized that I like coaching more than I like my my real job. And so at that point, I figured. You know, it, I'm young enough where I can probably take some risk and some gambles. So I resigned from there without a job lined up, um, ended up moving back home, was there for a summer, uh, 
uh, and didn't do anything with basketball. I helped that construction. I put up smart boards in schools. Like I did everything while I was applying. Uh, and then fortunately, Coach Munson, the head coach here, gave me a call back when I put in my resume. Uh, knew him from the sports information world when he was at Tabor. Um, came here as a graduate assistant two years and then slid over into the student development role and, and stayed in coaching. Great. Um, and again, I've, I've known both of you too. You've been active in our uh, coaches huddle that we've had for a few years now. And so, um, you know, with this being part of the, our, our Yotes Alive, the, the campus ministry, um, Brian, I'll ask you first, what's the, how do you, and what's the best way that you have found to integrate your faith into, um, into your coaching? When, what do you do with your team? Um, you know, how do you go about doing that? You know, I think one of the great things about Kansas Wesleyan is the, the many opportunities to celebrate your faith. And it's, it's not just, uh, I know we're, we're a Methodist uh, school, but it's not just, uh, you know, kind of cornering that faith of, of the Methodist religion. It's, it's open to everybody. It's welcome to everybody. And, and I think so many, you know, between it's, it's Monday Night Alive and it's the FCA program and the things we have on campus, the things we have in the community allows people to, to, to celebrate and worship their faith in different ways. Um, I, for me personally, um, it's, I make those available to my, to my players and I encourage them to go and we try and structure our practice around, so that, uh, around those events so that they can get out and, um, and, and, uh, you know, be a part of that. Uh, but within my team, um, we pray, we pray before games, we talk about, um, you know, the impact of, of, of believing in, in, in something bigger than ourselves. I mean, that's kind of one of our, our, our beliefs, is, you know, being a part of our women's basketball team is you got to buy into something bigger than yourself. But then when you take a step back and you look at the big picture, uh, believing in something, you know, bigger than you and, and not being able to see it, well, you know, that's faith and, and, and trusting that it's there and believing that it's there. And, and, and when you, and when you talk in terms of, um, you know, believing in God and that those are conversations that we have and not all the time, it's, it's not something where it, it's an everyday thing. And it's something I'm still learning to try to integrate and implement different ways, uh, you know, faith into, into our program. But, uh, we've had Bible studies. We've had, uh, you know, book studies where there's always a, a religious element to it where we talk about believing in, in that power. Um, and, and so I, I think I, I, let, I let my girls have a lot of that uh, freedom and a lot of that, um, take on some of that responsibility. I know girls in the past have, have hosted Bible studies and, um, and it's been really, it's really great to see those numbers grow each year. Um, but just kind of leaving it open and, and I'm, I'm up for anything. And, 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 I, and I think the girls knowing that they, have that kind of freedom to present ideas when it comes to religion and, and faith. I, I think uh, for them that that's kind of cool as well. Absolutely. And Tony, you have a little bit different role with, you know, being an assistant, but uh, with, do you, do you see a little bit different in, in your role again with being an assistant, how you can, I, I don't know, share your faith a little bit more than what maybe coach Munson can or, and, and maybe you guys are on the, the same page with that. What are, what are things you guys do in the men's program? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll echo Coach Showman. Um, you know, praying before and after games, after practices, um, having the element constantly there is, is something that we do. Um, you know, we've had Bible studies. Um, when I speak at FCA or Monday Night Alive, um, make sure I tell my team, make sure to, to encourage everyone to come. Um, normally throw it up on Twitter just to get some some more buzz or 
Um, since people on campus do know know who I am, whether that's being their resident director or whatever the case is, they see it, maybe that gets one extra person there. Um, so some things like that, but you know, we're, we're not gonna be a program that's not, that's gonna beat it over your head. Um, and, and one of the things that, you know, for a while when I was growing up in the church, growing up, being raised a Christian and um, being involved in, you know, Awana and youth group and all of this and that, people get turned off if, if you start right away with, hey, come to a Bible study or hey, like approaching it right away. Um, so one of the biggest things that I personally try to do is develop relationships. Um, really, really big on the relationship piece of coaching. Um, not just because of the faith, but, you know, you don't know when somebody's going to really need your ears and, and need you to be able to listen. So if you have that relationship built early um, in their career, whether they're coming in as a freshman or coming in as a transfer, throughout the recruiting process, just to, developing those relationships, I think some of those conversations can be be had a little bit easier. Um but, but another thing is the two-minute conversation across campus, you know, not talking about basketball, not talking about school, but really diving into them as a person, like, hey, like, how are things going? Is family all right back home? Um, and, and, you know, some of those have turned into, hey, like, where's your faith at? Like, are, are you doing the things that you were brought up on? Or, like, do you have all those questions answered? Um, and just some of those things have – have led to conversations, um, but I feel like as an assistant, sometimes you're more approachable than your head coaches, um, and so that's that's definitely blessed me in that role. Um, but you know, I, I'm still learning, I'm still growing as not only as a coach but as a, a person and as Christian. So just trying to take advice from you know older coaches, uh, coaches who have been around the block. I pick Coach Showman's brain all the time uh, from everything from from basketball to recruiting to marriage to to everything really, and so just really getting into to some of somebody else's brain um, at some point, so that I might be able to translate that into our program and, and somebody's life. Yeah, the um, you know through through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you know we we've kind of not necessarily made a shift, but we we have a um, a, a strategy, a, a very particular strategy that we, you know, in order to um, engage, empowering, equip, and empower coaches and, um, you know, the, the impact and influence that you have on your athletes, um, you know, both of you being in basketball coaching, the, the strategy that we have is to and through the coach. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm on, I'm on campus, you know, two or three days a week, but, you know, as, as the FCA guy or as, as Scott being, you know, campus ministry and, now the rest of the team, you know, we're there, but at the same time, we're not with your athletes all the time. And so you guys, you know, the impact and influence that you guys have on your um, Ryan with the young ladies that you have and, and Tony with the young men that are entrusted to you. So the, the, the question I'd kind of like to, to tie this up with is to and through the coach. All right. That's a strategy, tra strategy, excuse me, that, that we implore. And so the question that I, I have for you is what, when, when it's all said and done, what, what is the legacy that you want to leave um, when, you're, when you're done coaching? And whether that be, um, you know, Ryan, whether it be the, the rest of the time here, Tony, whether you're able to, you know, move up to a, a head, head coach somewhere here, there, or wherever. Um, but what is it that you ultimately want your legacy to be to where, you know, you have that, 
that, that player 10 years from now that comes back is like, man, Coach Showman did this or said this or, or Coach Tennessee, you know, what, what, what are some of those things? And so, Ryan, what, what would you say what, – what, how would you answer that, I guess? Man, that's a, that's a great question, and that's something I as, – as I've gotten into my coaching career, I've really had a chance to kind of reflect on. As an assistant coach, I had no idea what legacy was. I was trying to make my head coach look good. I was trying to recruit people to, so that we can win games, and that was my focus. And as, then as a young head coach, I was so consumed with winning that I thought that's how I'm going to be judged by, by my peers, by my administration, by my family and friends. That's, that's it, it's wins. It's all about wins. And when that started to consume me a little bit, I started to lose sight of, of relationships. I know, uh, Tony, you touched on that. I think that was really awesome. I lost sight of relationships and, and I went from uh, really taking a look at what kind of leadership style I was having. And it was more transactional. It was, I'm the coach, I'm in charge. You do this for me, you play. And if you play, then you're happy. You're doing what I'm wanting you to do. Boom, transaction complete. And to me, looking at that from the outside in, it was a very selfish kind of, of, a, of a leadership style because all I'm doing is, is, is it's, it's self-serving because it's ultimately getting me to that win. When at the end of the day, there's so much more to coaching. So as I got into coaching and I had some tough years, I had some, some poor chemistry, poor culture, poor teammates, everything, poor leadership. It was, it was awful taking a step back to reflect, I thought, you know what, if I can go from transactional to a transformational type of leadership, that's when I can start fulfilling myself as a head coach. And when I got away from the wins and I went to a transformational type of coaching that was, was more, um, it was more focused on relationships, building relationships, next level relationships. That's when I feel like one, we started having success because the wins took care of themselves. It was no longer a transaction, but I feel like that's when I started to really feel like now I'm, I'm really, really thinking about that legacy piece and, and how do I want to be remembered? And that's when that became more important to me than the wins and the losses. And, and that legacy is I just want to be able to impact uh, my, my, my girls' lives. I want to be able to, to, um, to build a relationship to where, like you said, 10 years from now they come back and they say, you know, they want to come back, first of all. But they come back and they say, hey, this really helped me out. I remember this. I remember this from when we played. And when I get wedding invitations, I get baby shower notifications. I, I get random phone calls and messages on social media. I'm starting to get those more and more now because of the, of the switch I made four or five years ago. And that, to me, has been the most fulfilling part about coaching. And, yes, we had a really successful year. And we won a championship and, and all this stuff. But to me – that's just a byproduct of, of the transformational coaching style that I had to take a step back. It was a hard look at myself, but I had to take a step and, and, and really reflect and say, okay, I need to do things differently because this is not how I want to go the rest of my career. And so as far as legacy goes, I want to be able to impact. I want, I want this to go beyond basketball. And um, I really feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing that now. Whereas five, six, seven years ago, there's no way. It was all about wins, baby. And, and those weren't coming. So I needed to, I needed to find a, a, another way to do it. That's awesome. That's, that, that's a, a great picture of transaction to transformational. That's good. Tony, what about you? Man, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm in the, the young stage where I'm, I am focused on wins and I do lose sight of, of everything. Um, but then, then every once in a while I, I get a reality check. Um, 
after a season, you, you get to sit and you, you look back and you think and you, you realize your mistakes as a coach. And, you know, there's been some big ones with how I, I treated players or, or my mindset going into a certain game or a practice or having the transaction, like Coach someone said, where, hey, you're not doing this for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with you and losing part of that relationship. You know, it, it takes time and effort to build that up when when you damage that a little bit from the coach's perspective. Um, and so that's one of the things that I'm I'm really trying to learn and, and grow in right now. Um, but obviously, you know, it's tough as a coach to, to sit up here and not say you want your legacy to be wins or you get hired and fired on them. Right. I'm, I'm not going to lie and, and say that's not in any coach's head, but. Um, outside the wins, outside records and, and championships and rings and all, all that fun stuff, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be a coach that's that's remembered for caring and loving, right? It, it's going to be you someday who's who's going to get that wedding invite or, or the baby shower or, you know, maybe you're going to get that bad phone call and they don't have any anywhere else to go. But if you're there for them and if you're, you're the one that they can talk to and, and come to and whether they're at Kansas Wesleyan or whether they're done from here, moved on and, and in their real life and they have that problem. Um, that's, that's really what we should strive for. Um, sometimes we fall short. And I mean, I'm not going to be oblivious to the fact that like coach Shulman hit on, like some people's relationship will be better because they play. I think you know, coach Munson says this a lot. Like sometimes players, forget that playing time doesn't mean how much we care about you. Like at, at the end of the day, like we have to put the team first on the court, on the field or whatever, but off the court, you're still a priority to us. If, if everyone in the program can keep that in mind, whether you're playing or not, then you can see the, the, the relationship piece, piece with a coach. If you can have that, then down the road is, is where it really flourishes. Um, but especially, especially early on, I felt like some of the players who have reached back out are the ones who have had the successful careers. But it's it's really all-encompassing to, right, like, hey, how do I reach the one who's not so he knows that I care about him just as much as the one who I am getting playing time from or who is scoring or rebounding or defending? Like, they, they all matter to me. So how do I show that love, show that care? Um, so that that's, I guess – how I would answer it. Sure. But I think there, there's two things I specifically remember from, from each one of your guys' teams. And Tony, the, the one that I think Coach Munson showed us, um, he was watching tape one time. And I, I can't remember if it was you or somebody said, watch what the bench does after they scored. Uh, it was a free throw. And they did the two stomp and changed their leg or something like that. And, I mean, those are the guys on the bench. And they're excited about everything. So, so there's that buy-in. Right, and so there, there's that impact that you you guys all have on that coaching staff. And then um, Ryan, I remember seeing you know after you guys had uh, secured the the conference championship, the the girls rushing the court, and and they're embracing on the court, and that and then the, the camera comes back and it sees you and Carolyn, you know, giving a great big hug, you know. And so there's just so many things that I love about what both of these these staffs are doing. And so um, you know, Scott and I have the the title of minister, but what you guys are doing is, is wonderful ministry within your programs. Um, again, I get to see it really firsthand as much as I possibly can. And um, I, I have very much enjoyed 
the last couple of years getting to know you guys really well, and I look forward to, to many more. And so um, thank you so much for your time tonight, and um, I'm just going to toss it back over to Scott now. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys sharing, and, and I know this is a weird time right now with athletes are home and when you guys are usually starting some off-season stuff, and, and, uh, and so it, it's difficult, but at the same time, uh, I'm just glad because I know you guys are still pouring into the lives of your students and you're and and you know you're you're getting to see uh, them back home you know through through different ways and just seeing what they're doing so um, let me pray for you guys and pray for FCA's ministry as we uh, close out our time tonight so definitely God we just thank you for the staff thank you for uh, coach Stanette and coach showman and all the coaches on our uh, at Kansas Wesleyan for the for the care that they show for their athletes, uh, for their school, for their staffs, uh, and, and most importantly, Lord, as they grow in their own um, faith journeys, we pray that you would just be with them, with their families, uh, wherever they may, whether they're in their own homes or their extended families, uh, other places. We pray for that for them and and in those in those teams. We pray also for the ministry of FCA uh, during this time as. Uh, men like Aaron are supporting coaches that are going through different transitions and just uh, changing schedules. May you continue to help pour through Aaron and through the, to these coaches uh, your word and so that they can be a support not only to their athletes and, and, uh, and assistant coaches and, and fellow team, uh, team that they work with, but they may be encouragers to their own families. And all this we ask in your name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, gentlemen, and I appreciate it for being on the Yotes Alive podcast. Yep. No problem. Thanks, Anytime, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Scott.